The following podcast is an 8122 Productions podcast in association with Hashtag 607 Podcast, Next Wave, Alternate Reality Radio. For more information, please go to 8122productions.com. Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C. Back at it with all your biggest everything horror. And we got so much stuff to talk about this week. And, uh, you know, the, the man that's got everything that you could possibly want to hear about Scaricon this past week, he's going to talk news with me. We're going to talk Halloween. We got so much stuff to talk about. Uh, so let's introduce him. You know him as the least eligible bachelor this side of the Mississippi. Please welcome Rich. That's right. I'm a happily married man, so I've been off the market for uh, three years now. Over three years. A little yeah. over three years now. Yeah, lucky girl. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm the lucky one. I You're married, lucky girl? I married, I married her real quick before she realized that she was waking next, up next to Jabba the Hutt every day. <laughs> that was that was my whole premise for marrying her. You got her a trapper. Today. I had trapped her in You got there, a trapper. I trapped her. God bless her. I know. Uh, she's doing the Lord's work. I promise you that much. <laughs> Especially after I made her sit at Scaricon this whole past weekend. Yeah. Actually, yeah. she had a good time. So, so Scaricon. Yeah, we might as well dive right in. Yeah, you, normally you, we you kick off the show it. with news. Forget that. I don't care how much news we got. I want to hear what news you have for the show this week. Yeah, you missed it. You missed a yeah, good time, Mike. Unfortunately, you, you had to get stuck working and uh, you missed you missed, you missed this. Ah, look at yeah. that. I have a little music intro even. Yeah, you do. From Creepy, from the, eerie. From the legendary Hellraiser Yes. Movie. That's right, because I sat yeah, down I with Doug pictures. Bradley. I, I saw the pictures. I got more and more jealous the more pictures you put up. I, I got to point this out to everybody. If uh, if you First of all, let's just get it out of the way now instead of waiting. Uh, follow us on uh, on, on Facebook, uh, HorrorZone607. Follow us on Twitter, at HorrorZone607. Hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. If you're doing that already... You have already seen the pictures, the, the pictures we posted from all weekend long. Yeah, I don't know uh, what I'm going to do later in the show. Now you got that out of the way early this week. This yes, is a yes, record, yes. and uh, I, well, I just want to throw it out there because if you want to see some of the pictures, go visit yeah. the go visit the site. Also, at uh, Three Fat Nerds Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and also Three Fat Nerds Podcast on Facebook. Uh, of course, you know they're on there as well. And of course, actually, I put them up. I took uh, I did some well, uh, tired as hell on Sunday. I still did a little bit of website work. So now con season pictures are up on eight one two two productions right on the events and news section. Yeah, I just want to point out. Let's just start right off. Um, you know. Of all the all the cool pictures I saw, all the cool things that I saw, you did a women 
of horror pod uh, panel, yeah, well, and uh, there was a certain somebody that actually liked and commented on one of our tweets. Oh yes, uh, that would be the legendary Barbara Crampton. Yeah, man, legendary Barbara Crampton. How was she? Oh, she seems was, like she was awesome. She was very nice. She was very sweet. Uh, I, I was, I, I had a great time. Uh, let me just let me go in order though, because that way I won't forget where I'm at. Right. So Friday night, we uh, well Friday afternoon, we arrived in Rochester at the Rochester Riverside Hotel. Uh, we unloaded, we set everything up, uh, and then you know the event started. You know. We got everything going. Uh, our hotel, by the way, Godsend. Yeah. Godsend. The hotel was right across the street, right across the bridge over a, a um, walking bridge. Yes. And it was right across. So we didn't have to go far. Nice. Think about that. We didn't literally did not have to go far to get to where we were going. It was literally within walking distance. Oh, yeah. Stones so throw we, away. We parked, we parked on Friday and didn't drive a car again until... Uh, uh, till the end. Yeah. I, it was great. You know, before you go too far here, too, I, I did see another picture uh, when you guys first got there. You guys got photobombed by Felissa Rose. That's right. We were taking a picture with Ron from the Three Fat Nerds podcast because he wasn't also not there. But we found a giant uh, blow up of the the uh, uh, Stay Puff Marshmallow. Stay Puff Marshmallow, man. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good stuff. So uh, let's get into the stuff that people really want to hear about, right? Yeah. So uh, first of all, we uh, we got to we got to meet a lot of cool cool people. Uh, I was I was a big fan of uh, when it opened up. Our first panel was at six p.m. and the doors opened at five. Uh, we did a sounds of horror panel, which you would have been great on. We had a good time. We talked to the fans. That was just a podcast one. It was just me and Derek. Uh, then uh, after that one broke out, Derek did his first celebrity panel ever. Uh, and it was uh, solo celebrity panel, I should say. It was a comedy and horror panel with um, Sleazy P. Martini, Jason Lively, and uh, Michael Levy. How'd he do? Uh, he did great. That panel was short, though, because uh, Jason Lively was O-U-T out. Ah. As he put it, uh, so it didn't go super long, but it was still, the, everybody was, it was, it was uh, definitely uh, a success, though, in my opinion. Um, next up, we had... Uh, uh, he later that night he did the uh, Bubba Hotep panel mm -hmm. uh, with the director Don Coscarelli, uh, Gigi and Reggie Bannister, and they became some of our favorite people in this in this con. Yeah, uh, they were phenomenal. They were really fun. They were this um, year's uh, Courtney Gaines. Well, yes, yes. Uh, they of course they're all in Phantasm as well, and that's why they were there. But they, right. they did this panel as well. Diesel's a huge Bubba Hotep fan. If you've never seen Bubba Hotep, make it a point to see Bubba Hotep. It's a great movie. Uh, all you need to know is that Bruce Campbell's in the movie. And Bruce Campbell is playing Elvis, <laughs> even though Elvis is dead. Yeah. And then there's Ozzie Davis, the late great Ozzie Davis. Uh, if you and this, uh, he plays JFK because they're all in a, like an old <laughs> people's crazy home. And if you don't know who Ozzie Davis is, Ozzie Davis is black. Okay. Uh, so that makes it even funnier that he plays, that JFK. He plays JFK. Yes. Okay. But it's really good. It's a really good movie, and trust me, uh, you will not not be disappointed. Um, so from there, uh, you know, basically went back to the hotel, had a garbage plate, you know, you know what you, the things you do while you're in Rochester, New York. Right. Um, so then we come back, uh, Saturday and that was where all the main events happened. That's where I'm going to dive in some more news. I just don't want to like overlook anything. Uh, we got, we, once again, we got to meet some awesome fans. Well, the first one we did that day at noon. Well, actually, first of all, I surprisingly, well, the first thing that happened that day, sorry, I digress. I'm, I'm all over the place. It was such a weekend is before the doors open, uh, at 11 o'clock when the doors open, they were doing a photo opportunity with David Howard Thornton. Although it wasn't David Howard Thornton, they were doing it with Art the Clown. So he was dressed up full Art the Clown. Uh, you can definitely see these pictures because we enjoy this. Uh, mind you, Saturday is Derek's birthday. We talk about Derek from Three Fat Nerds all the time because he's my best friend and he's terrified of everything, <laughs> including clowns. 
So Especially da- clowns. David Howard Thorne comes in the room. We're sitting right next to where the photo op is. As he's walking through, me and Crest, uh, one of the promoters up there, we uh, both go, hey, it's Derek's birthday, and he's scared of clowns. To which David Howard Thornton does not miss a beat as art, turns, holds his arms open. Derek's scared, and he goes over and hugs him <laughs> and then puts his leg up. We have pictures. Yeah, of I saw that picture. And then as he backs away, and you, you can tell he's even more terrified, so he goes up and lays his head on his shoulder. Once again, <laughs> we have more pictures of that. It was so good. De- Derek, at one point, juncture, I thought he was crying because he was shaking so bad. But he, he wasn't crying. He wasn't. But it, it just looked that way. Uh, so that, that was how we kicked the day off. When this was happening, I didn't realize that they didn't have an MC for the Sid Haig Memorial uh, that was going on. Uh, so I had to run across the building and be the MC for that. That was a really good time. Uh, well, as good a time you can do is remembering somebody who's not there. I said it there. I'll say it now. I would have rather him sitting next to me, introducing the fact that we were showing House of a Thousand Corpses than doing it in his honor. Uh, that was a little rough, uh, but it was it was good. It was, everybody got we got some good Sid Haig stories out there because he had been to Scarecon in the past, and and it was really cool. It was really nice. It was a good feeling. So then our first panel that I did know about was the Netflix and Chill, which I called it Netflix and Kill. That was right at noon. It was me and Derek again. It was a podcast panel, and it was a full house, man. Big shout out, by the way, to Dustin, who is, I'm pretty sure is going to be listening. If you're listening, let me know. Uh, big shout out to him because he asked the first question, and the first question in that panel was, uh, how can we find your guys' show? <laughs> so thank you for giving me the opportunity to plug, and uh, you, you've been commenting on stuff, and I had a great time hanging out with you. Yeah, we appreciate that, brother. But, but And then the other parts of it is all the other fans that we talked to because we talked to a bunch of you guys just know that i'm super happy you guys were one of the best parts of my con actually i put you up there as number one and that's above the people i got to talk to celebrity wise because it was really cool getting to hang out with other fans and talk about horror and stuff all weekend so that was pretty awesome so big shout outs to the fans uh my next panel was at two o'clock and that was the main that was a main event panel baby that was the one i was excited about it was the one we just paid, played some music for that of course was the amazing Doug Bradley, Pinhead himself. Ah. Such a good panel. Uh, he is such a great guy. Super funny, by the way. I did get a, I did get a hot tip that he is big into uh, ghost hunting. Really? He does, by the way, he's a skeptic. I found this out during the panel. But he likes to do it. But he likes going ghost hunting. And uh, so I found this tip out. So I asked him my second question to Doug Bradley was uh, about ghost hunting. Because I said, and I just met Dustin Parry. Or Perry, sorry, and uh, I said uh, he uh, he said that if he was around, he I could go on a uh, ghost hunt with him. So I was like, how about me, Dustin Perry, and Pinhead? Go on a ghost hunt. He goes, that sounds like a bad joke. We all walk into a bar. <laughs> it was so good. He was he was great. And he told us a couple stories. Uh, before that, the first question, of course, I asked him is how he got the role. He shared with us, uh, if, if you don't know how he got the role, it's because he's friend, he was friends with uh, Clyde Barker. So when ah. Clive decided to do his first movie, which was Hellraiser, uh, he just came up and didn't tell him what it was about. And there was no script involved. He just said, hey, I'm doing this movie. Would you uh, Would you be interested? Wow. That was it. And that that's was, it. The rest is history. The rest, the rest is is amazing amounts of history as uh, the as, as well, did he do the voice? Uh, he, he did some lines, but of course, he pointed out that he, he doesn't do the voice. The voice is done through a computer. Oh, so it doesn't sound exactly the same, but it was cool. He did a couple lines, so they modulate it kind of. He talked about uh, modify. He, ta- he talked about a really cool thing. That I don't know if people know about, but I'm just going to throw it out there because this is the, one of the biggest takeaways I had. He talked about uh, somebody had asked him how there was a rumor going around that after Freddy versus Jason that they wanted to do, that Dimension wanted to do their own and they wanted to do Michael Myers versus uh, Pinhead, and they were going to call it Halloween, I guess. <laughs> uh, so I you know, that. a lot of a lot of times those things are false. 
Uh, of course, Doug says that no, um, there's 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 uh, there's truth to it. He said, "I can tell you what I know. This is what I know. I know that the idea was put out there. I know they approached Clive Barker to to write it, and he said yes. They approached John Carpenter to direct it. He also said yes. Really." He said, and the reason it got pulled was because they had to go to the Akkad family who owns the rights to Halloween. And they said, absolutely not. Wow. So basically we could have gotten a Clive Barker written John Carpenter directed Halloween slash Hellraiser. Now I always thought that the Akkads were the ones behind that push. Nope. They were the ones that turned it down. According to Dub Riley, he said the Carpenter and Barker were in. Can you imagine how the hell did they turn down Clive Barker writing a movie and John Carpenter directing? Oh, my Lord. When I heard that, I was, like, dumbfounded. Uh, he also did talk about uh, the fact that, you know, he hasn't been contacted in a while to play Pinhead. Uh, that he, if the right script came a, uh, around and the right offer, he would uh, definitely reprise the role. But it's uh, with that being said, he's no longer a spring chicken. Uh, he is now, I do believe he said 65 or close to 65. I can look that up real quick. So yeah. He, now I thought that they they kind of came to him for the last couple, and they wouldn't let him see the script ahead of time, so he turned it down. That mm, was that was what was in the news. About that, he it. said they haven't come to him with anything. Wow. Uh, he also said that uh, unlike the reports, he wasn't mad about the new actor that played Pinhead. Uh, he just he but he thought it was uh, he hates remakes and reboots, and he thinks that they should never exist. I say that all the time. I agree. He is so, sixty five, by the way. Yes, yeah, so I, th- I thought he said and he's from Liverpool. Yes. Now he lives in the states, though. Does he? Yeah, he's married, and uh, his wife is a very wonderful lady as well. By the way, he was rocking a ghost shirt, and he does like Ghost. The band Ghost? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the movie Ghost. No, no, like, no, no, no. Like no. Whoopi Goldberg? No, 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 no. The band Ghost, for all of you, everybody who likes Ghost. So it was pretty awesome. I complimented. The first thing I did as I, when I met him to tell him about the panel and introduce myself, I was like, first of all, great to meet you, uh, Mr. Bradley. Secondly, that's a kick-ass Ghost shirt. He's like, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Nice. Uh, he was super nice, though. He was super sweet. Uh, the next big panel I got to do was a couple hours later. I got to do the Women in Horror panel that you were talking about. That featured Barbara Crampton, who, of course, famous for being in Reanimator and Body Double and a ton of other movies. Chopping uh, Mall. Chopping Mall. She's been in everything. She was great. We, we still live here. Or we are still here. The, wonder, still here. the wonderful and lovely Felissa Rose. Of course, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, yeah. Uh, amongst a million other things as well. And then, of course, the two ladies who uh, really made their name and then Terrifier and are doing some big things. That would be Jenna Kinnell and Catherine Cochran. Yeah. It was such a good time to hang out with all those ladies. It was very uh, positive. I got a great picture out of it. And then, as we talked about earlier, Barbara Crampton actually uh, commented. I wrote her back, and she liked that as well. So yeah, I, I'm very happy that I had an interaction with Barbara Crampton. Uh, she was actually really sweet, and she was very nice. So. Uh, everybody and, and Felissa Rose is one of the best. If you are a horror fan and you're near a con and she's on the con, you have to go because I'm telling you right now, you will get your money's worth. She's she's the biggest people person. She's a wonderful human being. Uh, I love doing stuff with her. Um, nice. Uh, last but certainly not least, that day was right after that two in a row. Man, I, I went in and do the Phantasm 40th anniversary reunion panel. Uh, Don Coscarelli, uh, Bill Thornberry, uh, Michael Baldwin, Cat Lester. Uh, Reggie Bannister, Gigi Bannister. It was amazing. They're such nice people. I was late to the panel um, <laughs> because the women in horror panel ran over. Uh, gotcha. so I was late to the panel. They were still super nice. I apologized afterwards. And it, it, they were like, don't worry about it. You're great. You're fine. It was a fun time. Uh, we had a great time. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. They're such sweet people. Uh, they, they shared amazing stories. They just told amazing stories. And you could tell that they're like a family. You can tell all the me- movies meant something to them. Of course, Michael Baldwin wasn't in number two. 
uh, right. as most famously. And so, of course, he was busting Don Coscarelli's balls about it. And that was fun. <laughs> we got to hear a cool, just the, the, there was a lot of just cool stories. If you guys get a chance to see the Phantasm cast, because I guess they roll together a lot, uh, check them out. They were just a lot of fun. I can't re- I can't do it justice to recreate with it because a lot of their stories were, they're obviously they're real stories, but they made them funny. They're very interactive. They love being around the crowd. They were singing a song at one point juncture. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They, they're, wow. They're, 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 they're so much awesome people. I'm going to talk about them in a little bit because, of course, that brings us in day three. Sunday, a little slower of a day. Uh, we didn't have much in the panel ways. Uh, there was, we were scheduled, I was scheduled to do a horror podcasting one on one panel at noon. At the same time, Sleepaway Camp panel was going on, and uh, Derek, Derek was doing the Reggie and Gigi Bannister, a life and filmmaking panel. So uh, to say nobody showed up for the horror podcasting one on one panel, and I was fine with that because that meant I got to go hang out and watch. I, I didn't even go to sleepaway camp because I wanted to go and hang out and watch Gigi and Reggie Bannister because they made that much of an impersonation on me, impression on me. Uh, it was amazing. There was more people at the sleepaway camp one, and I could tell from the laughter in the room that it was going well. And I, it, from meeting Felissa Rose, she's such a nice person. Yeah. So I'm sure that she – and she's funny as hell. So I'm sure that that went well. Gigi and Reggie were great. Uh, we won, uh, They even gave us a, uh, a poster. Yeah, they're doing, me that a, they're the doing they're doing a documentary. It's called Women of Phantasm: The Documentary with Balls. Uh, get it, get it, because silver balls. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, and so they gave us poster signed by all the cast that was there. That's awesome. Uh, and and thanks and cool gratitude poster. and gratitude and also uh, I I can get, I guess gonna let it out of the bag. Gigi Bannister gave us her card. And told uh, Derek to get a hold of her and that maybe that she would love to help us out. So uh, maybe we can get some of the lovely women from Phantasm on the program. So hopefully we can make that happen. Maybe Gigi herself, maybe Cat Lester, maybe uh, numerous other women from the, the Phantasm uh, uh, movie. So Let's make that happen. I'm, I'm trying. Oh, absolutely. So she gave her, the, the fact that she gave the information to Derek was amazing. They really loved us, and uh, we loved them. They were yeah. they were definitely my pleasant surprise of the con. Uh, of course, we had, had a I got this nice poster that's getting hung up. It was done by an artist of uh, Art the Clown. It says Terrifier on it, and we had David Howard Thornton sign it uh, and personalize it to Derek. It says, Derek, happy bloody birthday. You lived one more year. Hee-haw. <laughs> uh, David, David Howard Thornton, in parentheses, Art the clown wow so it was great he, what was he, he like that. he was uh as a uh, david howard thornton's amazing does he he's a he's a super awesome human being he's a super sweet man uh he was fun all weekend cracking jokes we were not far from his table uh he came by he's talked to us all weekend long he's great really? uh, also in the room right by us was uh james a janice and uh chelsea rebecca from uh the uh dead meat podcast slash kill count on youtube mm-hmm. uh, i got to I, they were only there for the first two days i did finally i wasn't busy enough and i finally got to uh, say hi to james a janice and tell him that uh i have i'm a fan of the kill count and i've used it to uh give me refreshers for my own podcast and uh he was super awesome he's super sweet and uh he told me he, he gave me the professional curse he asked me if there was anything that i needed to watch that i didn't find on his channel and i said oh no i can't think of it and then my wife chimed in phantasm and uh <laughs> and he was like damn he's like it's so damn hard to do that movie because you don't know when they're dreaming you don't know when it's right. awake you don't know it's a real death it's he was like I, I one day i'll tackle it but it's got a lot of hard work uh, but I told him to keep doing obscure stuff. So if you guys uh, love uh, the kill count, check it out. He was an awesome human being. Uh, and people were great with him. Everybody I met was really cool, man. I got to be honest. We got to spend some more time with our good friend, Lauren Malloy. Yeah, she was near she you was, guys, uh, wasn't yeah, she? She was in the same room. We got to hang out with her all weekend. She's she's a blast. Oh, she's um, fun. 
Uh, we got to hang out with her all weekend. Uh, big shout-out to Crest. He's uh, one of the assistant promoters up there. He was next to us all weekend. He gave, uh, took a picture of me and my wife at the photo op with a couple of the actors. They had actors dressed up. They did it last year, if you remember seeing it. They had people dressed up as... Uh, I missed that. I wasn't there last year um, for that. Friday night, they didn't have anybody dressed up? Uh, not that I recall. Oh, so if there was, every, I didn't Every night, they have it. somebody different. The, the one guy was so good, and he, he did three different things. The first night, he was some kind of Viking... The second night, he, no, the first night he was uh, Satan priest. Oh. Like he was Satan, but he was dressed up like the Pope. It was kind of funny. The jokes were hilarious. Huh. Uh, the second day he was dressed up like a barbarian demon Viking. And day <laughs> three, he was dressed up as uh, Santa Claus zombie. Oh, that was well, fun. of course. That was fun. That just uh, makes sense. They, so it was cool. It was a lot of fun. If you ever get a chance to go to Scaricon, uh, I, I can tell you that as, as of right now, we're planning in June to be at Scaricon in Farmingham, uh, Massachusetts, right outside of Boston as for Scaricon, New England. So we are planning on being there. We do have the invite. Uh, I was told just to make sure, you know, message them when I know that I can be there. Uh, and uh, they uh, love to have us. So we'll definitely be up there. So if you're in the New England area, we'll be coming to see you this summer. Uh, of course, you'll, we'll be plugging that away as soon as those dates get announced you know probably not after until after the new year uh we're super excited it was great a lot of fun on the panels i had a lot of fun with derek and my wife my wife sold out of the stuff that was at our uh our booth so the merch is hot and uh as soon as that i get moved in the beginning of november starts and the i uh, saw a horizon 607 shirt on that table uh we would have sold a horizon 607 uh t- shirt if we would have had more sizes uh-huh. Uh, but uh, we didn't make any extra shirts right now because we're in the process of moving. After we move in November, the website will be live. And uh, trust me, it was good stuff. So when nice. you see us at a con next time, we will have more stuff. Good. Because uh, it was definitely an awesome time. Fun for all. Uh, so I, I definitely suggest it's a nice, it's a medium, it's like a medium-sized con. But it's got that big con feel because you have all It looked like stars. there was a lot of people there in the tons, videos you oh, took. Was tons of people, tons of vendors, a lot of fun, man. Was the crowd bigger or smaller than uh, when it was at uh, Turning Stone last year? It was hard to tell because it's a different room. But it looked like I, there were two different I, rooms, I, yeah. I, there was two different ballrooms. Plus, then there was the panel. Then there was the hallway that had people in it, and then there was the panel rooms and the screening rooms. So, I mean, it was a, it was a different shape. Uh, I would say pretty pretty comparable. Yeah. There was there was a lot of people. Day two, day one, there was more. I think there was more people on day one at Scaricon this year than there was last year. Turn oh wow, because it was a little slower. In yeah, it was kind of slow. A lot of people, but day two, I would say that Turning Stone had more people, but not by much. Okay, I just think that it. Once again, though, it could be deceiving. We might have had more this year. I didn't get the exact numbers. And Sunday, the third day, is always the slowest day. But there was still a good amount of people. And, you know, so I've always said go on the first or last day of the con because usually you can meet them. You usually, yeah. get, you usually get a, a easier. But, uh, yeah, everything was it was real good. It was a nice it was a nice turnout. It was a good time. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed myself completely. Uh, stayed busy, but it's still enjoyable. One more question for you. Absolutely. Is it going to be back in Rochester next year? Uh, that's the million dollar question. I don't know. I can tell you this. Uh, the place where we were this year, it will not be there next year because that place is getting the wrecking ball in April. Really? Yeah, yeah. We found out about that when we were there. Uh, so it won't be there. Uh, I'm thinking they might want to stay in Rochester. I don't know. Uh, I also think the JV would like he's from Syracuse. So I'm thinking he might want to go back towards his home area. Um, I like Syracuse better only because it's closer to my house. Closer to home, yeah. Uh, with that being said, Rochester was a lot of fun. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Uh, of course, stay tuned because we'll definitely be at that event next year. So as soon as we know, you'll know. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. 
Nice. Um, so, yeah, there we go. That was my tales of Scaracon. Uh, for anybody who's listening that was at Scaracon, you send me a, a message and stuff, man. We, we, fuck, it, it was such a great time with you guys. I enjoyed it so much. You guys were literally, I the fans, honestly, and I'm not just saying this to, to, to make a draw. I had so much fun with the fans there and uh talking to them and getting to know them and some of them followed us to different panels and were very supportive of myself and derek and uh we can't thank you guys enough man really we can't because you guys were awesome and i'm sorry i didn't get to meet you guys so yeah we, we talked about you though we told we told people we i told stories of mike c on every panel nice. with the exception of the celebrity ones because the celebrity ones i didn't i don't care to be, about us yeah well, the thing is i try to be not be personal on those well i mean per, i'm personal with the celebrity right, right, right i try right. not to tell personal stories only because the people aren't there to see they're me. not there to see us right they were there to see doug Brad. as a matter fact for the women for the women in horror and the phantasm one i just basically picked people out of the crowd to ask the questions right and then did the opening and the closing yeah so i mean it happens it, it, and that's what my job is and it's fun and uh the other panels where we got to go a little deeper it was fun as well but you know once again show must go on so i think what we're going to do now is we're going to transition but i got i got something special if it plays let's see oh. i hear something oh yes Ooh. Oh, it's 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 brooding. That's baby making music, as far as I'm concerned. I know some phantasm, man. Yeah, they were so awesome. Uh, we'll be plugging away, so you'll hear in the near future probably more stuff about the phantasm documentary. We did get to see a brief uh, trailer for it. Looks great. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, we already gave out the socials, but why not do it again? Facebook. Horrorzone607, like that page, share that page, help us spread uh, the horror from Horrorzone all over. Uh, next up, of course, we have our Twitter, at Horrorzone607, for all our social medias, hashtag HZ607, and last but certainly not least, 8122productions.com for all things 8122productions. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for talking about that. I'm jealous hearing about it, jealous seeing the pictures, but uh, next year I'll be there. Next year I'll be there. I'm going to make sure of it. So I'll take vacation if I have to. I'm going to be there with you guys. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we're going to finally hit up that news. So don't miss that. You're listening to Horizone 607. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to Horizon 607. Welcome back to the zone. Uh, that's some uh, that's some familiar music I think I hear right there. Uh, that sounds like music from the Evil Dead. So uh, kind of fitting that we're playing that music because we got some Evil Dead news coming up this week. Thank God it's about time we got some Evil Dead news. Two things. Well, well, one, one, but kind of one branches oh, well, off to the other. Yeah, I was gonna so. say there's there's two things basically. So yeah. why don't you open up with the big Evil Dead news though? So the big news is Bruce Campbell confirmed at uh, Rock and Shock Convention in Massachusetts that a new director has been handpicked by Sam Raimi for the next Evil Dead movie. 
Oh, right on. Yeah, no other details, uh, but it they seems did. to confirm that Fede Alvarez will not be returning for another film, which is disappointing. It is disappointing, but at the same time, at least now we know that there's, a, a, a movie happening, B, that they picked a director even though they didn't say who it was, so at, when you hire a director, it means you're serious. Oh, yeah. And, that, and they've also confirmed, he confirmed in that in a way that the script was already written as well. Yeah. Because he said that there was a script and a director's been hired. Right, So right. they're at least going towards production, which means that possibly very very soon we could be seeing a evil new evil dead movie and i'm in yeah i mean i i do gotta i gotta admit i'm like the legions of other fans of the uh the remake i wanted to see more of that story um you know maybe with a new one we'll want to see a sequel to that I, I just i don't understand how the remake didn't get a sequel it made good money it was very well you know uh, very good reception to it um, I don't know. I don't get it. I know Jane Levy was up for doing another one. I don't understand what happened there. We'll probably never know unless uh, they end up being at a panel at Scaricon. <laughs> so we can actually the, ask them. Or one of the other ones we do. We do other ones. Well, yeah, one of the other ones, too. Uh, you never know. Hopefully someday we get those questions answered. But uh, I'm a big fan of Fede Alvarez and a uh, big fan of uh, Evil Dead. So, you know, here's hoping someday we get that sequel. But doesn't sound like it's going to be happening. Um, speaking of Sam Raimi, though. Uh, he has announced that he will be directing a brand new horror film himself. Uh, it's going to be penned by Freddy vs. Jason writers uh, Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. Uh, no details have been announced about that movie yet, but it's being described as Misery meets Castaway. Yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of Misery. Uh, Castaway was good, but I'm a big fan of Misery. Also, uh, he was uh, quoted as saying that he was, uh, uh, of course, like did you? It's being written by Damian Shannon and Mark Swift. Right, right. Uh, of course, Freddy versus Jason and Friday the Thirteenth. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has been reporting. Uh, Ramey said during his interview, he said, "I am thrilled to be reunited with Columbia Pictures." And then he also said, "I have been a fan of Shannon and Swift, and we have found the perfect adventure to share with the world." Interesting. Uh, and say what you want. Uh, I, I'm a fan of their writing. I mean, uh, the only reason I've been very critical on Freddy versus Jason is because there was better scripts out there from the years yeah. and years that piled up, uh, which you know, it's not their fault. And uh, then I'm also, uh, I was a fan of the 2009 Friday the 13th remake. I'm not saying that I liked it better than the original, so don't quote me as saying I liked it better than the original, but it wasn't bad. It was it was actually, for a remake, it's got it was its pretty fans. good. Yeah. It was pretty good for a remake, and there was some cool scenes in it. Like, at least it wasn't unwatchable, is all I'm going to throw Right. Out. It wasn't Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I was at with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some James Wanton news. Uh, as you know, he's gonna be making a new Jalo. Uh, it's being called Malignant. Uh, we did know that already. What we did not know is what the release date will be. Uh, that was announced uh, th this week. Uh, the release date will be August fourteenth of twenty twenty. Plot details still under wraps. So all of these things that are coming out, we don't have any plot details yet. But uh, we're getting some names and release dates. So hey, that's a start. Yeah, that's a start. You know, and how can you go wrong with James Wan? The guys, uh, everything he's touched has turned to gold so far. Absolutely. Uh, Doctor Sleep, uh, as we know, that's going to be uh, coming uh, coming up pretty soon in a couple of weeks in November. Uh, however, it will be premiering in 400 theaters, sponsored by Fandango, uh, on October 30th. It's nine days before its wide release. Yes, and if you uh, that is to the via the fan uh, the Fandango VIP members, which is free to jo join uh, Fandango VIP. Yep. So go ahead and go to Fandango.com or to the Fandango app, join the VIP for free. And if it's playing in your area, you can purchase the tickets now. They are available now. Uh, I'm not sure how many they're selling for each event in the 400 theaters, but check and see if your theater or a theater near you has it. And also, I would suggest getting them soon because right. if it's only one theater. 
you might want to get them quick. And for the rest of us, because uh, I I know Binghamton was not on that list. Yeah. And I don't really, I don't have time to drive. Uh, so for the rest of us, we can see it on November 8th, which right. I will definitely be going that weekend to see it. No, I will be too. I'm very anxious to see that. So Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Stephen King, uh, Stephen King's home, his famous home in Bangor, Maine, is being turned into the Stephen King Museum and Writers Retreat. Uh, how it's going to work is the house will become uh, a King archive slash museum. Uh, you can actually make appointments. Uh, they are required for visits. Uh, but up to five writers at a time will be able to use it as a retreat. Really? Yeah, kind of cool. Is, is, is the man himself going to be stopping through? Um, I know that he doesn't live there well, most yeah, of the time, know, but he yeah. does He does stay there from time to time. So you might get lucky and he you might be there. You may get lucky and he may be there. Oh, How cool is awesome. that? That would be cool just to see the place. That or his, or his son. I'd be happy to see Joe Hill as well. Oh, absolutely. I might have to become a writer just so I can go to this writer's retreat. I want to go to a retreat at Stephen King's home. <laughs> I've been to Bangor, Maine. I didn't even know. I was a kid. I was in right. high school at the time, but I didn't know that. But how cool would that have been? Well, I, I'm telling you right now, we'll start writing more and uh, we'll go there I'll and tell keep, we're writing. I'll make a, a review book. Yeah, you might, well, you might have to might write more reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get started. Yeah. You better get on it because <laughs> you need to go to that retreat. Well, I'm going to need a retreat. Yeah. yeah. I have to have a getaway. So. I wonder if it'll be uh, based on The Shining. Huh. Maybe they'll do a theming like on the book version. Uh, of course, not the right. Kubrick version because he hates that version. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. It is too bad. I disagree with him on that one, but who am I to judge him? Yes, yes. Well, he can he can feel whatever way he wants uh, as long as he knows he's wrong. Right. Continuing on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, David Duchovny, uh, first, uh, the biggest name that I can think of up to this point that's uh, joined the remake of The Craft. That's right. Uh, we were not very impressed, and we were like, why the hell does it need a remake? Because we're not fans of those usually. But uh, they did land up. That's a pretty big celebrity. Yeah, he's I like, a cool I, dude. I like me some David Duchovny. I, yeah. I especially liked him in Californication. Yes. Yeah, he's, that's where I really thought that he was a cool dude. Absolutely. I wasn't a big X-Files fan back in the day. You know, I, I am. I'm a big X-Files fan, but uh, I still, and I dig him in that as well. But I, I, Californication was badass. Just throwing yeah. it out there. If you haven't seen Californication, check it out. It's streaming all over the place. All right. Uh, now's the part of the show where we're actually going to give up some some numbers. We like to talk numbers. Ooh, numbers. I got some numbers for you. Uh, first thing is Netflix announced this week that over 64 million viewers watched season three of Stranger Things within the first month of its release. No surprise. Not surprised either, is but anybody, that is just absolutely is, absurd. Is anybody surprised by that? Because I'm not. But you know what, Mike? I'll see your numbers, and I'll raise you a set of numbers. Okay. And it's a show that we've been watching, uh, and that, of course, is Creep Show on Shudder. Yes. And uh, it is it is making Shudder a must-watch uh, promotion. Now, mind you, uh, Shudder, if you're listening, we would love to be sponsored by Shudder. We would also up. We would also love to have our own code. But since we don't, right now... To the month of October, because of Fright Fest and because it's owned by AMC, if you go to join Shutter right now, if you don't already have it, put in the promo code AMC yes. and you get a, your first month free. Yes, you do. So there's nothing to lose. They I believe they're doing the same thing on IFC. Yes, I think they're doing same. the same. But but same AMC, I, I'm just going AMC and Shutter, and you get a free month. So might as well check it out because then you can check this show. Of course, you know we're going to be talking about it full length coming up because it's almost over. Creep Show, the series that's getting rave reviews from everybody, and uh, because it's awesome. Of course, it started on September 26th. Here's some fun fact and numbers. Uh, these are bullet points that I'm taking right from Bloody Disgusting, by the way, just so you know where I got my source. Uh, since Creep Show premiered on September 26th, 54% of all members on Shutter direct-to-consumer platforms have viewed an episode of the series as new episodes premiere weekly through halloween this number will continue to rise 
Episode 1 had more minutes streamed in its opening weekend from the 26th to the 29th than any title in Shudder's history. <laughs> Nearly equal to the number 2, number 3, and number 4 titles combined, all of which are feature films with significantly longer runtimes. Wow. The first week of Creepshow set a record for total minutes streamed on the service, a record that has been broken in each of the three weeks since by itself. <laughs> The series is bringing in record numbers of new Shutter members, so far delivering the 14 best subscriber acquisition days in Shutter history and 21 of the top 25 days. And last but certainly not least, Creepshow has uh, been a, a big hit with critics as it has with fans at 96% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. It is one of the best reviewed new shows of 2019. I'm smelling season two. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? That might turn into another Creepshow movie. Uh, I would not be opposed to that. If the same people are behind it. We did a creep show panel at Scarecon. I didn't do it. Uh, our friends at Horror with Sir Sturdy did it. Yeah. And uh, it was nice seeing Aaron and them guys at, at the event as well. Yeah, Aaron's check a nice those guy. guys out. If you guys want to check out, a, 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 they, they do more of movie reviews and stuff like that. And they have a video content. So check out Horror with Sir Sturdy. Absolutely. Well, I got more numbers for you. Oh, more numbers. I you're love numbers. We're raising numbers. All right. We're going to be giving out numbers like crazy. You get numbers and I get numbers. We all Everybody get numbers. Everybody gets numbers. Everybody gets numbers. Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, it obviously hit theaters this past weekend. Uh, kind of, you know, middle-of-the-road reviews. People basically say it's entertaining, it's fun, but it's a lot, basically a rehash of the original one. I did not get a chance to see it this weekend. It was too busy. Uh, well, neither did I. <laughs> I you know, For obvious I, reasons. Yeah. It uh, made uh, $26.72 million in its opening weekend domestic. Uh, For the finished. number three. What's that? Number three domestically. It was the number three movie in the box office this Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought it finished second when I had read that. I, yeah. I know it finished behind Maleficent. It finished, actually, it finished fourth, because it finished behind, uh, so I bespoke, it finished behind uh, Adam's Family Animated Movie, and then I also... I think it beat that. Did it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said that it finished second to Maleficent this weekend. No, second was Joker with 29 uh, points. Maybe no. they were talking horror when I read the article. Might have been, yeah. But Joker was still pulling in fucking cash this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it said that it passed uh, the Adams Family this week. Oh, it could have. I could uh, be wrong I, about that. We, we talk about box office on the other show, but I don't have that list anymore. Yeah. But I know it, I know it didn't uh, get number one. Beleficent kind of failed, though. Yeah. 39, really, 39 I mean, million. It made $36 million domestically. Uh, um, at least I at the time that the article hit. I was going to say, the, I, I got $39 million was the weekend box made, ending for the box office. Cause where Derek they may have had from. the uh, report come out before the ending yeah. of the weekend, so, so it may have made more. At the time that they, they released it, it was thir $36 $39 million on a $180 million yes. budget. Yes. They said that this movie's basically going to need to make $500 million to break even. Yes. So, uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, the first movie did really well. This one, not so much. Not so much. Even though it was, it still made a lot of money. Oh, it, about $39 million is nothing to scoff at, but when you have $180 million just for the budget of the movie not counting uh you know obviously advertisement fees and everything else uh that's uh <laughs> it's a steep hill right well, i know Zombieland double tap made pretty much most of its money back week yeah. one yeah they're already talking a third one so it may go global right so, on. I, hey i'm up for that i still got to see the movie but i'm sure i'm gonna enjoy it but there's more i got more numbers for you oh geez i got i got a price for you 23.99 23.99 for that low price, that's all it will take to buy a new book called Taking Shape, Developing Halloween. It's available at Amazon.com right now and basically covers everything you can possibly imagine about the entire franchise. Includes interviews with writers and directors from the series, some of which there's news that has never come out about this series, about the making of the different movies, because some of these people have never given interviews, and they oh. did for this book. If you're looking for an early Christmas present for one Mike C., now's the time to do 
it. This this right here is right up my alley. I know and, it's up yours, and, too. And, of course, you can send those gifts to 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 13901. Uh, Dragon Master Games in care of Horizon 607. Trust me. Yeah. They'll, they'll make sure we get it. 2399. Uh, but if you also want to give us a Christmas gift, you can also get us a movie that we uh, are huge fans of because it, it has been out. Ready or not, we'll be hitting yes. Blu-ray and DVD in time for the holidays, of course. November 26th, it will launch on VOD, so you can see it video on demand. And then December 3rd, it will launch on Blu-ray and DVD with a bunch of extras, including a commentary track by Samara Weaving herself. Oh, I love her. So if you want to send us I'm that DVD or Blu-ray, preferably Blu-ray when it comes out, you can also send that to 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York. And, and Samara Weaving, if you happen to be listening, feel free to sign an autographed copy of it right to us here yeah, at the show. Absolutely. Two copies would be nice so we or can Or send Mike see your phone number. Either or that. Way. I mean, either that would way. be fine, too. I don't, know why, I don't know why you wouldn't have gone for that one first. Catherine Corcoran, too. She looked like a beauty. Uh, she was very nice. She was a very Seemed like a sweet young, girl. Very lovely young lady. I would like to introduce her to my mom and dad. Yes, yes. Well, unfortunately, yeah. you weren't there, so you no. didn't get to meet her at all. Drop the ball. But I, I got a great picture with her. That yeah, you can I see saw that. On Horizon 607. <laughs> uh, on Facebook and at Horizon 607 on Twitter. And, of course, 8122directions.com. Look at that. I'm just keep getting it in there because I want you guys to see the pictures if you haven't already seen them. They're, no they're shame. Awesome. No shame on this one. Yeah, might as well. While you're there, follow and like and share and all that great stuff. Anybody ever tell you you're just like Mick Foley? Ah, shameless plugs. <laughs> it's, what, it's what we do at the Three Fenders. Now, mind you, I don't like saying it a lot, but I mean, there is a lot of pictures up. Right. I took a lot of pictures this past weekend. Yeah. You can tell I was a, I was a very happy boy with my picture with uh, Doug Bradley. Yeah, you were. I had, a, I had a selfie and a regular picture with him, but the selfie... That was awesome. We were oh, still yeah. on stage right after the panel. Boom, selfie. Happy. I Happy. hate you. You know, I, I sent you a picture this weekend, too. Yeah, you did. From the hotel room because uh, Freddy's Dead was on television. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We need to get music for that but segment. At least it was true. Uh, was, Freddy's Dead was on television, and the picture I sent you had Lisa Zane, yeah. who I got to uh, do a panel with last yes, year. Yes, you did. So, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street panel. With, uh, she was on that. So. I heard she's been looking for you. Uh, she probably know. has. She's probably trying to tell me about her band still. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of the news this week. That's all we got. That's all we got. And uh, I think record time and going through all those articles, too. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to take the final break of this show. And when we come back, it's time for Hashtag Halloween Fest. And it's week two. So we're going to talk about some really shitty Halloween movies. <laughs> <laughs> Why bury the lead? We'll be right back on Horizon 607. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. time to talk some horror and even better it's time for us to hashtag halloween fest week number two and of course this is just entitled um you know it's most hated hated i hate halloween it's i hate halloween hated halloween however you want to put it 
And as I said so eloquently before the break, we're going to talk about some shitty Halloween movies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, if you were wondering why that sounded a little different, we even surprised Mike C with the introduction music this week because that was from uh, Halloween Resurrection, which I'm sure we'll be talking about momentarily. No. So how we're going to set up this week for this, and I think it's a better way to set up than we did last week. We are going, we took a Twitter poll and we, by the way, we got the, our record amount for a Twitter poll. So it was awesome. You, uh, we're thankful for all the votes that came in. It was a record amount for our poll. Uh, and uh, at the end, we are going to tell you who won in the poll, who voted for what, and some of the comments that were made during that. But before then, we want to give you our commentary, our picks, if you will, for the reasons that we hate some of these Halloween movies. So I think we're going to start with honorable mentions, and then I'm going to give mine, and you're going to give yours, which they're two different ones. Absolutely. Which works out perfectly. Yeah. So let me start by saying, because we're going to lump them in together, the first honorable mentions, or dishonorable mentions in this case, will be, and it was definitely a, mentioned on the Twitter list, Halloween remake from Rob Zombie, one and two. From Rob Zombie, make yeah. the horrible hate Halloween list. Mike, how do you feel about that being an honorable mention on the or dishonorable mention? Sorry, on this list. So they are definitely on my list here, um, no doubt about that. Um, these movies have gotten a lot of hate over the years. I, I actually did watch um, the remake, the first one, a couple of times this weekend. They were it was they were all on um, IFC. Yeah, yeah, they were playing them, and. Um, yeah, I've gone back and forth on that movie. I, for a long time, I actually said I liked Halloween 2 more than the first one because why rehash something that wasn't broken? Why why try to remake and and do a shoddy job, no less, on, on one of the greatest horror movies that's ever been made, if not the greatest horror, horror movie that's ever been made? Um, you know, there's, there's things to like in it. You know, I, I've always said I respect what Rob Zombie did in the sense that, you know, you've heard me talk about it on this show before. What do I like when they make a Halloween sequel or any horror movie sequel? When they place the setting back where they filmed the original, Rob Zombie did that with, with care. He he did care about that. Um, you know, there's a scene where the girls are in uh, supposedly their high school in the library, and they look out. The, you know, Lori looks out the window. It's kind of a, a remake of the scene where Lori looks out the window and sees Michael standing across the street staring at her. They did that in the remake, and he was actually standing in front of Lori's house from the original movie. Um, Lori's house in the remake where she actually lives uh that's right in front of where the car stops to a screeching halt in the original movie when uh, annie yells out hey jerk speed kills that's the house that he stops in front of rob put Lori's house in that house you know there was a lot of things like that you know he filmed it all in the original locations the, the myers house is only a couple blocks away from the where the original myers house is you know it's it, that kind of stuff i dug about it but um you know overall you know, I, I don't like the, you know, pardon me for saying this, but the whole white trash element of it. You know, it's it's what Rob Zombie does. And, you know, it's just I think that that's what turned people off. It was too violent, too gory, too much language. It, it, he, he, zomb he Rob zombie it up. Well, uh, I, I mean, I don't agree with all your statements, but uh, I still think these movies were shit. Uh, they're not my worst because obviously they would they would have been picked there. Right. I do believe that uh, two is damn near unwatchable. See, I disagree with I'm, that. I'm, Although the more I've watched it, the less I've liked it I, over the years. I, so if you keep watching it, trust me, you'll hate it. Uh, so uh, that I've, I, I just think it's unwatchable. One, 
there is some redeemable qualities to it. I do like the fact that Michael was a straight villain in that movie. Uh, the way they got there with Danny Treyu when he kills Danny Treyu's character, yeah, who was always so nice to him, it just makes you just hate that son of a bitch. Yeah. So I liked, I dug what they did there. So there's some things that I dug in that one. I'm, I'm sorry, it's just too as damn near unwatchable. Like uh, it was than, too much from Michael's point of view. Yeah. Whereas the original is from you know, too Laurie's much point trippy dream psychedelic shit, man. I don't yeah. need that in a Michael Myers film. More man. of that in the second one than the first one. Although there was some of that in the first one too. Um, the sequel had a lot of that. I, I, I didn't like the do it for mommy part of, of, of Halloween. Two. Uh, no. Yeah. They, they felt like they were borrowing deeply, deeply from uh, Friday the 13th. Yeah. And uh, especially for Freddy versus Jason. Cause if you remember Halloween two, the Rob Zombie one obviously came out after Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And we had that whole Freddy impersonating, you know, Mrs. Voorhees in, yeah. uh, in that movie. So it kind of felt like you were getting that dream sequence with Freddy. I was like waiting for the end of the movie to be like, Oh shit, it was Freddy the whole time. I'm just, yeah. There. I mean, the one thing that I've always said, I've told you this off air before. One thing I, I've always said about Rob Zombie's Halloween two is at least he went for something original. You know, he didn't try to copy another movie. He tried. It was the first time that we got an original story in, in a while, you know, in the Halloween series. Yeah, so, you know, well, I, it's di- at least it was different. It, it was different. So I respect that. I didn't, doesn't mean I like it, but I don't hate it. The second honorable mention, though. Well, technically third, if you count those as tougher movies, yeah. but we put them together. Uh, the second honorable mention or dishonorable mention. Sorry, I keep saying honorable. This is definitely dishonorable. There's honorable. Yeah. It's Halloween five. Yeah, Halloween 5, uh, to me, is a tale of a couple different movies. You know, um, once again, I love that they filmed it in Salt Lake City. They filmed it with the same remaining actors from the first movie, or from the fourth movie, excuse me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, The problem, there's a couple of problems with this movie. Couple? (laughs) Several problems with this movie. Um, first of all, they kill off, spoiler alert, they kill off Rachel Carruthers early on in the movie, and she was such a beloved character from the fourth movie. They, they kill her off literally in the first, like, ten minutes. She like, was just a throwaway yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, like the ten minutes. Like, she's the second death of the movie, only behind the old man who nurses him back. Yeah. Just so they can kind of tell the parable of the snake. Which was just a horrible... Because that's really all the reason they killed the old man that nursed him back to health, because it was the parable of the snake. You know, yeah. why, 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 you know, why did you do this? Because I'm still a snake. And that's the yep. reason they did it. Yeah, and that was originally a complete completely different scene they shot a completely yeah, different scene yeah, and they threw absolutely. that out but um you know you got you got tina mm-hmm. as the main character possibly the worst character <laughs> in the history of horror movie cinema and that's putting franklin from texas chainsaw massacre in there Ooh. The, these are the two worst characters as far off the top of my head the two worst characters in horror movie history and very it, forgettable cast by the way yeah, Part five like everybody in the, uh, with the exception of the children, everybody in that movie is forgettable and you don't give a shit about them. Yeah, I mean you got the the corny you know sound effects with the cops, you know the goofy cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that kind of stuff is just stupid. Um, I, I do think that Danielle Harris carried it as she did the first one. She was an excellent actress. And you she know? didn't even say a word until like three quarters of the way through the and movie. She still was great. She was still better than all those other bums. So, you know, the, the, the um, you know, again, Tina, terrible character, a lot of throwaway characters, a lot of really unlikable characters just all around. Uh-huh. Um, there was really the, the mask in that movie. I know people complain about Halloween H2O's mask and Halloween 4's mask. My opinion, the, the mask in Halloween 5 is just god awful. Just god awful. It's not good. And not it good fits, at all. The way it, it hangs the, down. It, off yeah, his I was gonna say it fits and, the actors horribly. Yeah, horribly. I mean, it was apparently just like a cast of uh, Donald Shanks's face, but. I mean, it, it looked 
just awful. The hair, everything about that, that mask really bugs me, and it probably shouldn't. At least in part four, people's uh, people's complaint about the mask in Halloween 4 is, well, look how generic it was and how plain it was. Well, you know what? His movie melted, in the, in the end of the second movie, his face melted. The mask melted. You know, he was burned to a crisp. He took a new mask from a novelty store, you know? Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't trying to copy the, you know... The same mask. It wasn't supposed to be the same mask he had on the first one. It was similar. He picked it up in a store. Now, this mask in the fifth one is supposed to be the same as the fourth one. It looked nothing like it. Mm-hmm. It was horribly done. Um, I also have a lot of problems with the sound quality. I don't know if you've ever actually listened to that movie when you're watching it. It's uh, very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable to watch. Uh, when they're in the barn scene and they're making out and stuff like that, just some of the sound effects and stuff, very, very poor quality to I was going to say, it's, it's, same it's, in the hor- Myers it's house. horrible to watch, period. Uh, I agree with every assessment you made, and I'm going to add something which is going to lead us in. It's a little segue even. The worst part about five was they're all of a sudden trying to uh, jerry-rig, if you will, a storyline about a fucking cult in the movie. Because, of course, we open the movie with the first time we ever see this tattoo that's on Michael Myers. Yeah. They make sure that they show it right up front. Then we got a guy throughout the movie for no reason walking around in a fedora and a black trench coat and cowboy boots. We see this all movie long for no reason. And you know what that was originally supposed to be, right? He was going to be Michael's previously unknown twin brother. Don Shanks played that character, too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And they yeah, Michael supposedly was going to have an, uh, an identical twin that was previously unknown to anybody. Yeah, and that would have been genius. It would have been probably better than what we got. I'm just throwing it out there because <laughs> there's going to be a good segue. But it just took away from the movie because there was all this nonsense that they threw in to like just wedge a stupid narrative that nobody gave a shit about, and that's going to lead me right into the segue of our picks for our worst. Uh, hated Halloweens, if you will. And mine is Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. And the reason being is that leads right into it because that's the reason they did it so they could come up with this bullshit dumb movie that is, by the way, unwatchable. It yeah. is unwatchable. And then Yet I watch like, it every time it's on. And, I watched and, it twice then, this weekend. And then somebody will be like, but but Rich, if, if you watch the director's cut, it's better. Yeah, it's like eating a shit sandwich with salt on it. Yeah. That's it. You put and a little bit better, of seasoning. It is better, but it's but not saying much. Michael still teleports all over town. He's, and... Yeah, there's no there's no rhyme or reason. It, they even go deeper. The director's cut's a little more disturbing because they, they don't allude that Michael raped his niece. They just come out and pretty much say it. Yeah. Like, that's the director's cut's like, yeah, fuck it. It's his kid. And uh, how did that happen? Oh, anyway, you're not going to worry about that. But it doesn't make sense. Why is he trying to sacrifice and the, the baby? End, and so the... he had a kid just to sacrifice it? Yeah, like... exactly. And then the end of that movie made no sense. The director's cut. The end, actually, the end either way doesn't make sense. But the end of the director's cut was part of the thing that I've heard people say that I like it, and it's I don't understand how. The, I think the, it's, it's a better trans- ending than the... It's transferred, the curse is transferred over to Loomis. Yeah, I mean, that like, doesn't that make a whole weird. lot of sense. I still think it was a better ending than what we got for the theatric cut yeah, of it. You well, know? That's not saying much, Mike. No, it's not. It's, it's not saying much. Yeah. So, so mine has always been cursed, because and, and you know what? That was one of the first movies. I saw that movie in the movie theater when I was a young lad. Me and a good friend of mine, Joey, went and saw that movie. And, you know, at the time, I I think I remember fondly about it. Because when at the time, I don't think I realized how shit it was just because I was just happy to be seeing an R-rated horror movie in the movie theater. 
And I, I remember was like, the trailer. I think for that I was like, I think me. I was like 13 or whatever when that came out. Yeah, I was about 15 or 16 when it came out. I remember uh, it came out in '95. It was made the year before. Okay, so I was 12. I remember uh, the the trailer scaring me because I was still afraid of horror movies at that point in time. And I remember Mrs. Blankenship uh, doing her her speech about the boogeyman. That scared the you know. The, By the way, the Dickens out of me as to a kid. Your, to your point about the twin thing. It just made me remember something, and I don't know. Do you remember this or not? And I, I'm gonna have to try to find out on the internet. And anybody out at home can yeah, throw a shout out there. I I vividly remember during the promotion for Halloween Five, there was a trailer that was shown on television where there was two Michael Myers. I don't remember that. Where she was getting out of bed, and where Danielle Harris was getting out, Jamie was getting out of bed, and one grabbed her by the ankle. And then she went and opened the door, and there was another one behind. Oh, that's the door. from four. Is that from four? That's from four. Yeah, she's having a dream. Okay. Yeah, he pulls her out from underneath the bed, and then See, she gets remember, away. She opens the door. He's I, there. I, I just remembered, you know. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, that was a creepy dream she was having, and that okay. works actually really well in that movie. I well, think. yeah. Well, it, it, at least it was better than the other idea. But yeah, six is my pick for worse. Just on Curse of Michael Myers is the curse of bullshit. Just go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Mike, what's yours? So uh, I just want to start by saying the Halloween 2018 is actually the worst movie that's ever been made. Uh, point five out of ten. Uh, that, with that being said, it pains me. Pains me to say it was not in the forgotten Halloween. Uh, you know that we did a week ago, and it's not in the most hated. And the reason why is. It, this it will be in the poll this upcoming week. It'll be in the poll this upcoming week because it was loved by pretty much everybody on the face of the so earth except favorite, for me and you guys. Favorite Halloween. And when we do the poll, trust me, 2018 will be in there because it is. It'll be in there with also the original Halloween and uh, one other pick. Yeah. One other one will be in there. Yeah, yeah. So, And other, but, of course. We always like to put other in that's, there. That's for another show. That's, that's for another show. Uh, but uh, we'll go with the general consensus here because the next worst thing that has ever possibly been made, and in, in, at least when it comes to a Halloween movie, would be Halloween Resurrection. Um, this movie is, as far as I'm concerned, the only redeeming quality is the opening scene. I really do dig the opening scene. Um, you know, it's... I don't know. At least I had Jamie Lee Curtis in it. I kind of like the way that they went with that, and then everything fell apart after it's that. It's got two redeeming scenes. What's the other one? First is the opening sequence, which is fine. The second, because we saw it when I was leaving your house from watching movies a couple weeks ago, because it was on television when we turned off the, yeah. the when we turned off Shutter, is the scene where Buster Rhymes is dressed as Michael Myers and yeah. he bumps into Michael Myers and he talks shit to Michael Myers and Michael Myers walks away. That so scene stupid. is hilarious. It's stupid, but it's hilarious. It makes yeah. me laugh. And by the way, we also discovered that uh, Mike C has a uh, screen worn mask by Buster Rhymes yeah. in that movie. Yeah, I do We've have a screen worn uh, Halloween resurrection mask, and which I, I thought I've, was awesome and for I've, years. And, but. I've, and, I've, and, I've, and you know what? I've narrowed it down to being Buster Rhymes' mask. It might be. Because there's a hole where the mouth is, and the only one that had a hole in the mouth was Buster Rhymes. Yeah. So, now, I have a letter of, you know, certificate of yeah. authenticity that this mask was screen worn, so you may very well be. Right about so that. I think it's even cooler because it was worn by Buster Rhymes, and yeah. that, I, it looked like the Buster Rhymes one because it was had the black lips, and on top of it had the the mouth. Because when he was talking, you could see the mouth yeah. moving. And I was I put my finger right in the hole. I'm like, oh, there's a the yeah. mouth there. I've drank beer out of that before. <laughs> so yeah, usually if I wear that around on like a Halloween or something like that, I'll you'll you'll see me uh, chilling, having a beer, drinking right through that. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, the whole I, I did like the fact that they built an exact replica of the original Myers house. Um, so I'll give it that. 
you know, that's another redeeming quality. Although, you know, just the whole idea of them doing a show inside the house. My friend Sean always says he loves this movie. He loves that it was an original idea. He loves the concept. It just didn't get executed right. I hate the concept. I thought that the actors were terrible. I thought the whole idea of them doing the show inside of his house was just stupid. You know, I get it. I get why they wanted to do that. It was kind of like the thing to do at that point in time in the early 2000s. But um, just a terrible idea. Horribly acted. Terrible story. Everything about this movie, for the most part, just stunk. All right. I I can't agree with you more. Yeah. It was definitely on my list. It was a toss-up. I there To me, was, that's the unwatchable one. The the Well, here's the thing. That opening sequence I can watch, and I, I really stress to find any scene in 6 that I want to watch. Curse of Michael Myers really doesn't have that scene where I'm like, oh, man, I will watch that scene. In Resurrection, I will at least watch the beginning and turn it off, and I also will talk shit about that movie. You know, every time I watch Resurrection, I, I watch that opening scene, and I just kind of hope that I dreamed up what happened after that and that that's the start of a wonderful movie because it could have been a great movie if they would have continued on with some other great idea dumb idea dumb idea well uh that's gonna bring us to the twitter poll so once again you guys have voted and you voted a lot uh other was in fourth place with 10 percent. some of the ones that were listed in uh other well some of the comments we'll go to the comments first and then we'll go back because other was 10 percent. so the comments were really where that was although people talk about other things uh ghost of the stratosphere wrote i actually like four five and six resurrection is the worst uh our friends over at pino comics replied to that saw five on the big screen last night Stu, you have lost all movie cred with me so, <laughs> so I laughed when I read that. I, I did. That's why I wanted to read it because it was kind of funny. Uh, Kevin Porter uh, on Twitter wrote, I'm uh, surprised to see that Halloween 6 is performing so high on the most hated. I didn't think it was that bad. Definitely better than number five. Resurrection was the worst than both of them. Worse than both of them. But five is still the worst in my opinion. Uh, uh, Justin Tag Team Tees at Tag Team Tees wrote, I see three gets shit on a lot through its personally, though it's personally one of my favorites, which Mike responded with the, I hate that three gets the hate it does. It's personally one of my favorite horror movies, period. We always say on our show that if the movie was simply called Season of the Witch, it would be considered one of the greatest 80s horror films, which is true. We say it all the time. Uh, somebody, uh, Bobby Biggins Fernandez put uh, a picture from Resurrection. So I'm assuming he voted for Resurrection. <laughs> uh, Podcast Wrestling Society at Podcast Wrestling Society uh, did uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. They're not canon anymore because of the new flick, but I also vote for both Rob Zombie films. The second one was worse, but they were both garbage. And you know what? While I appreciate your comment, Halloween 3, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's such a great horror movie. Uh, at Stony DeGator wrote Halloween 3. No, you're wrong. Uh, Becoming Friends podcast at BF underscore podcast uh, said Halloween three season of the witch. It just doesn't feel like an actual Halloween movie. If it were separate, I may see it differently. So they agreed with that. part. Yeah, but. I think that's basically the general consensus of that movie over the years. Over the and, last 40 years. Uh, last but certainly not least, Robert Zembart wrote, Resurrection is just so fucking bad. Hands down the worst <laughs> in the series. So, God bless you. So you agreed there. So other was 10%. So a lot of the others we saw mostly the Halloween uh, remakes for Rob Zombie. Halloween 3 got a lot of hate in there, which uh, we both, neither of us agree with. We put that more. I would have thought that was going to get more I hate. Think about it. We, we put that in our other category. We put that in our uh, yeah. our forgotten Halloween one because I, th- I think that that's overlooked. I think it is overrated. Or just is underrated. Sorry, is what I meant. To say. Right. Uh, so let's get to the big ones. So with nineteen percent of your vote, Halloween Five coming in third place. With twenty four percent of the vote coming in second place, Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. 
And of course, that means with almost damn near half the votes at 47%, you agree with Mike C. Halloween Resurrection is voted by our Twitter uh, fans as the worst Halloween movie ever. And it is a big pile of dog shit. You know, in my opinion, I I think they got it right. I know you disagree a little bit with the... I still think they got it right because I honestly, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say it. I think that that Resurrection is a god-awful movie. Yeah. I just... The only reason I do give it a little bit of credit, and I the only reason it edges out... And by the way, it's damn near unwatchable, because I, I can watch the first 10 minutes, and that's it. So that's the only reason it edges out. Now, I mind you, I did say about the funny part with Buster Rhymes, that's not, I won't wait to watch that. It just happened to come on television when we were watching it. But... I can watch that opening sequence because the opening segment of that movie is actually pretty decent. Yeah. If it would have stayed like that, that movie would have been good. But then they went all fucking off the rails. Right. Meanwhile, on the other end of things, uh, Halloween 6, I'm still struggling. If somebody can help me out. And I know somebody had before said something about Paul Rudd being in it. That Yeah, Paul Rudd's great. But it, uh, there was a comment by Pino Comics. They responded to somebody saying that saying... You can put honey on a shit sandwich, but it's still a shit sandwich. Yeah, and I kind of thought he was... I mean, you could tell he was a new actor at that time. That was his first major role, yeah. so you could tell that, that was he was a new actor. But, but once again, it's, it, it doesn't matter that he was in the movie. He did fine. He did you know, all right. For that, for that matter, Donald Pleasance did a great job. Yeah. There was... A, believe it or not, the acting isn't what the problem is. It's Donald Pleasance was literally dying at that point. Yeah, when he was and it's still the story. Right. The yeah. story was so bad that it is so disjointed, and you can't keep track of it. Too many and cooks in the kitchen. Too many, yeah. It's it, And it's, you know, you could just... As trusted by the fact that there's a producer's cut, a director's cut, a movie theatrical cut. There's three different cuts of this movie. Yeah. Because everybody had a different one, and they put out a different one. The studio put out the theatrical cut... And they took which a, was refilmed, which was refilmed because they didn't. Ninety percent of that movie, the director was done. and the producer were arguing. Yeah, so the studio put in one of the assistant directors to shoot some new things and just put a movie out. Yeah, that's how. That's why you know that. that that's why six is fucking god. You awful. know, if you want to, if you want to see something good about this, I was actually I've seen it a couple of times now. But uh, if you go to YouTube, uh, Sean Clark, who does horrors, uh, Hallowed Grounds, uh, he did one for Halloween six, and uh, it's it's really interesting. There's some really cool stuff on I'll there. There's some I'm people check that, it out. Yeah, there's some crew members and stuff that he talks to. A guy that actually filled in and uh, played Michael in a, uh-huh. in a in a scene or a few scenes. Um, you know, they kind of talk about like the scenes. Uh, they show you where they filmed, like where Loomis uh, first finds out about who the Man in Black is and stuff like that. And uh, the yeah, the, there was the, nobody knew what was really going on. So uh, it was an interesting one. Hell, the scene where he gets uh, where Loomis gets knocked out from behind, he had already died. Yeah, that was somebody and else. They refilmed yeah. it. That's why it's from the back. That's why it's like two different shots, and that's the only reason that shot is in the movie. Because originally they had a different way that he was going to be revealed, but they didn't use that shot. Yep. So they had to go back and do it that way, so they could have a shot in the movie. Yeah, and he had died months and earlier. He had died months earlier. Yeah, it's th- that's that's part of the reason why I say it. But once again, I don't disagree with you or anybody else who picks Resurrection because it's hot garbage as well. Yeah, they're both they're both shit sandwiches. You know, all my life, I, or for the last twenty years plus, you know, I talk about how much I love horror movies, and the Halloween series is my favorite. And the more and more the years have gone by, and the more and more I've watched those movies, as much as I still love the Halloween series. You know, this this kind of makes me think, you know, now I understand why Friday the 13th is the more popular one. I mean, there's some bad, bad movies as that went on, but you got seven pretty darn good movies just to start that off. Halloween, you got, you know, you got two, you got a lot of hate for Season of the Witch, four was good, and then it was downhill from there. Well, it, there's four I, good I, movies in that I, series. I disagree, because I think there's a lot more bad 
Friday the 13th movies. There are just some unwatchable and the ones. Reasons, the reasons I will say that is because not everybody is like me or you in that aspect because you respect it and, and like part five. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want to write that off for the same reason you write off Season of the Witch. Although there is a comeback and a lot of people are starting to think my way that five is actually one of the hidden gems in that series. Yeah, I agree Due to that the too. fact that it is the most mean-spirited and the most slasher of all of them. Yeah. Uh, and sleazy. And very sleazy. Uh, but... Apple. Good With that Apple. being said, I, I got to throw it out there. And, and this is not a shot, and I'm sure the people will get mad about it. One is a, is great. It's the original. Two is very good. I love two. It has my favorite kill in it. It's also a very good movie. Three is all right. It's not as great. And part of the, my problem is the hokey 3D effects. Yeah. Now that's not in 3D, it looks real bad. And, of course, we also know that they had to cut a bunch of stuff out yeah. because it was too violent. But then the hokey 3D effects take me out of the movie. Now, mind you, the storyline of that movie is great. Yeah. I love the story. I love the plot. I love the acting. The hokey effects because of the stupid 3D, especially because now you don't see it in 3D. So now, you know, people are just moving things into the camera. Yeah. It's dumb. Or the eye popping out of the head. Yeah. It looks really funky and weird, Ugh. if you will. Poor Rick. Four is amazing, and it's a classic. Yeah. I personally like five, but a lot of people hate five. Six is great. Six is one of the most popular Six ones. Six is great. I think it's, I think it's most... If we did a vote, and I'm sure we will eventually... I think that that's probably the number one uh, Halloween or not Halloween Friday the 13th movie. If you uh, ask fans, if you poll people, oh yeah, they get a lot of love. Seven is Carrie meets Jason. Seven was a, it was a wreck because they filmed a completely different movie for that too. And the MPAA and the studio heads and everybody uh -huh. got involved. In I got you. That. Well, originally they wanted to do Carrie versus Jason. Well, that was but supposed to be Freddy the, versus Jason. Well, yes. And then also they were like, oh, if we can't do that. Let's do Carrie versus Jason. They couldn't get the rights to that either. So they just went, okay, we'll just make our own Carrie. That's right. a true story. Uh, so they went through a bunch of different things. And then eight. That's where it began it, to fall. It just fell apart. And nine is unwatchable. X, by the way, is entertaining to me. It's not a good movie, but I find it entertaining. And by the way, it's becoming it's better a, than the previous. Two. Did you know this? It's becoming a cult classic. Yeah. X is. Yeah, I know. And it is. It's fun. It's a fun movie. If you don't look at it as being anything else, it's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but it's but better I than eight and, res and uh, nine. And, and and when you go to the canon, and I'm not talking about the new canon, let's go with just the Halloween movies. And that, so I'm not going to count the Rob Zombie movies because technically they're not in the canon. And you don't, you take out three because it's not in the canon because it was something different. Although I love three out of the standalone. We've already said this. One and two are great movies. Four is great. Five is shit. Six is really shit. H2O is amazing. Resurrection shit. So there's three shit movies. So you still have four good ones. And I'm not counting 2018 yet. And if you go by most people, and I was in the middle of the road on it, you hated it. But the reaction we'll see next week where they put it. But right. But the reaction to that is people love that movie. So honestly, so now, you know, we are five to three. So I think mm -hmm. that they have, you know, we're Friday the 13th, really 50-50. They're at least five to three, so it's you know. And there are parts of five that I do like. That's why I don't totally hate that movie. I do true, like about true. the first half of that movie. Uh, okay, if you I, take I, out I like. the bullshit acting, if you take out the horrible acting, and you take out the characters you don't care about, and you look at it just from a stalking slasher film, it's actually really good. Yeah, if it's you one of those. You got to take out some of the hokey kills, and you got to get you got to forget about the horrible acting because right. like, acting in that movie is atrocious. It's one of those you know what could have been movies. Absolutely, you know. But that is. 
I hate Halloween for the hashtag yes. Halloween Fest. We got one more week left. We got one more week. It'll be called it, One Good Scare. Yeah, One Good Scare. And that's going to be your favorite Halloween movie. Uh, we will have that poll up uh, in a few days because usually I let it breathe a little bit, let you sink in, uh, let the show breathe. And uh, hopefully we get the same but turnout. And uh, I can already tell you on the poll list, Halloween 1978 will be on there. Yes, of course. Halloween 2018 will be on there. Yes. Even though Mike is opposed to it, most people love it. And also, Halloween 4 will be on Absolutely. If you notice, I said favorites, and those movies were all there. And then, of course, Other will be on there, where you can enter an answer if it's not on there. So if you're a huge fan of 2, go ahead and throw it in there. If you're a huge fan of whatever, you know, we want to hear from you guys. And you guys uh, came out in droves this time, so thank you so very much. Yeah, uh, with that being said, uh, we're rounding the bases to the close here. Uh, making good time on the program, too. Yeah. So, uh, with that, uh, first of all, uh, I just mentioned Twitter, so let's start with Twitter instead. We usually don't start with Twitter, but at HorrorZone607 on Twitter, follow that page, vote in our polls, communicate with us. We're out there doing some cool stuff. We're plugging we're plugging away. You guys can see a whole bunch of cool stuff. I've been putting up graphics and stuff, too. I think they're pretty cool. That's just my opinion. And also, you can see all the great pictures when we go places. Uh, of course, you can also find us on Facebook. Horizon 607 on Facebook. That's right. Like that page. Uh, share that page. Rate and review that page. Help us out. Help us spread the word that we have going on here at Horizon 607 because we would like to keep growing because we are definitely going in the right direction and that is all because of you fans. Uh, last but certainly not least, 8122productions.com. Uh, you can go there. You can see those pictures. You can see some of Mike's uh, reviews. And, uh, of course, it looks like he's going to be doing more reviews if he wants to make that book of reviews so he can visit uh, Stephen King's house. I'm going to retreat there. There you go. And uh, so go ahead and visit 8122productions.com. Uh, while you're there, you can also uh, stream and download shows from there. Uh, there's the events and news thing where we have pictures. You have future events. We'll have more stuff posted as we get book places and et cetera, et cetera. So check it out. It's uh, your one-stop news. And, of course, the store will be opening up in November. I know we've pushed it back, and you've heard me say it. Trust me, it will be opening, unfortunately. Between uh, three cons in a month, Plus, moving my workplace, because uh, uh, we actually moved the physical location of the place I work, uh, and I had to help move, and uh, uh, and then moving myself, because I'm moving into a house, <laughs> uh, we have a lot, to, we had a lot of play on our play in October. October's been super busy, and I'm glad it's almost over. Right. November, it'll get a little, I have a little breathing room. And then we start preparing, because of course, we got BroomCon coming up on May 2nd and 3rd of 2020. I know that's a little ways away, but it's getting close. Uh, I do want to plug this, uh, if you are a vendor... Or if you are a person who would like to owns a business and would like to sponsor this event, BroomCon is at SUNY Broom. So here in the Binghamton, New York area, it's a great opportunity. Think about it. There's going to be the student body there, plus fans from the area. Uh, it is celebrating all that is is nerdum. There is going to be games there. We have uh, you know artists booked. We have uh, a bunch of people from Star Trek and different sci-fi venues. We're going to probably have a couple horror people booked, and it's it's going to be a fun time. It's just a con for a con. It's called Broom Con. It's not it's not an exact. It's not a comic con. It's not a horror con. It's just a convention where you can be a nerd and do whatever you want and see some cool stuff. So we're taking vendors of all kinds and we're also taking sponsors uh so go ahead and you can go to broomcon.com to get all that information and uh trust me it'll, it'll be worthwhile if you're a business and you want to get your name out there as a sponsor uh you're gonna have a lot of people just built into the student body alone right and secondly if you're a vendor selling stuff it's gonna be a great opportunity once again there's gonna be great up you know uh i'm just throwing it out there just so that way there's an option and that's coming up in may so you got plenty of time but you know check it out also if you just want to attend that'll be great too Absolutely. But we got more stuff coming up. We got stuff we're working on. But with that, that's all I got, Mike. 
All right. Well, thanks, Rich. Uh, you know, another great show, buddy. You know, thanks for talking about Scaracon. Appreciate that. Uh, all your hard work up there. Derek, thank you for being there. And, uh, you know, kind of, I knew you were going to be there anyway, but you kind of stepped in and, and, and kind of helped out where I couldn't be there. So thanks, buddy. We appreciate that. We appreciate you fans that are listening every week and all of our new fans, too. You know, hit us up anytime on Facebook and talk to us or on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but until next week, this is Mike C. along with Rich saying... See ya!